Hey, welcome to the second episode of This Week in Gig News or Gig News of the Week. Or We gotta come up with a good name. I'm Chad the Gig Economist, and my co-host Hannibal is hungry. Say hi, man. What's up, what's up? Glad to be here. Yep. And uh, if this is your first episode, I'm in Sanford, Florida. Hannibal's in Brooklyn. Word. Yep. And um, we, we should have... Uh, this is something we forgot to do last week, so we'll make up for it this week. Is we were going to open the show by talking about our like most interesting or most memorable, crazy, scary, funny, the most interesting delivery of the week that we've had. So I'll let you go first. Well, the, the, let's see. The craziest, the most interesting, I guess it was uh, the other day I was delivering some pizzas and... Um, I probably dealt with like the the most angriest human being ever. <laughs> like it just from the text message. Um, I, I I'm assuming just the way this person was speaking, like they didn't like the pizza restaurant that they were delivering from. But it was like, <laughs> then don't order this. So they were just it's a lot of questions and going back and forth. It felt like an Instacart delivery yeah. you know you're constantly going back and forth so like make sure they're doing this make sure this is happening make sure this i'm like yeah yeah they got it they got it they got it um but when i finally got to the person's house they were super sweet they were super nice so it was just kind of odd that they were so aggressive and i guess in the text reading hmm. the text and listening to someone speak is different but the way they were demanding like making sure that the pizza had this these toppings and it just seemed like a little off to me and I tried not to get too, uh, I guess, reactive when you're dealing with a client or a customer that's a bit, you know, aggressive. Right. But at the end, it came out pretty well, and, and I, the tip was pretty decent. So I will deal with a lot of crap if the tip is good. <laughs> but if it was like a no tip, which I would never do. But, you know, you, you have more patience when you think your time is being rewarded. So uh, it wasn't too crazy, but I just thought that was really interesting how uh, – aggressive that person was <laughs> pizza. Crazy. um i i don't really have any like i well i only worked like two days this week and it was all amazon flex but uh, i was doing a whole foods delivery mm. and it was raining on and off all day and i i think it was like my last delivery of the day and it was a pretty nice neighborhood and it, it wasn't raining and i get out of the car and i don't know if you've ever seen the whole foods but they're always in the brown paper bags yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh they had enough that I could just carry them by hand, and I started walking towards their house, and it just starts immediately downpouring, like, super, super hard. And I didn't put my raincoat on, even though I had it. And um, the people, they had the same car that I have, but in blue, and they were coming out right as I was bringing the groceries up. And uh, it was funny, like, we, did, we were, like, kind of, like, bullshitting around. I was like, oh, I love your car. Like, I got, I, we had the same car, except mine's white. I wanted to get blue. And, um, so, I mean, that was kind of memorable, though it sucked because I had to drive home, like, soaking wet the rest of the, well, it was only, like, a half hour drive home, but, and I, on, uh, Friday, Friday night, I snagged a two-hour, uh, Amazon, you know, just regular Amazon, uh, you know, package delivery out of the Daytona Beach Warehouse, and it was, 
it was seven thirty to ten, and I've never done one that late. Usually, I grab. Usually, they're either five to eight, five thirty, eight thirty, six to nine, something like that. Yeah. I've never seen them that late. I just kind of grabbed it on a whim, and it's funny because I was actually chatting with Gig Mom at the time, and I was like, "How much you want to bet?" I get there, and there's either like no packages left, or maybe like just a handful. And like I get there, and I'm the last car in line, and they wheel out. A cage. I mean, I don't know if you ever seen them, like these rolling cages with where they put all the boxes and everything. And yeah, yeah. sure enough, there's only two packages, and I've seen that before. And usually, like the lower, like if it's if it's only a few packages, it means you're driving like a hundred miles away because they're oh. they're. But I look on the package and it's like six miles down the road, and I'm like, yeah, this block would because it was a two and a half hour block. I was like, yeah, this block would take two and a half hours if I walked it. <laughs> So I got paid, and it was like Amazon has kind of like how DoorDash has like peak boost or you know peak pay or whatever like that. Um, like if somebody cancels the block at the last second, they'll they'll jack the price up or the pay up to like get somebody to take it. Yeah, just and like yeah, so it was sixty seven fifty for two and a half hours, and I think it came out to like twenty seven dollars an hour. But I knocked the whole thing out in a half hour, so. That's cool. It was the equivalent of getting paid one hundred thirty-five dollars an hour. But do you? But do you count? Which I don't. I do you count the commute to and and from? Because gig work is a little different than like if you work at an office. Like you don't count your commute to your office and back as you know. Like I worked forty hours this week, but you. But really, you probably worked like. 50 if you count the commute to and from work yeah you know i think you can as a gig i guess as a gig worker you kind of factor in all everything now like because you're Mm -hmm. on the hook for everything um i tried to apply for amazon flex a while ago i never got back never anyone got back to me so i'm gonna try again Mm because i love to apply for everything even if i don't use it just apply for everything so if i do i'll definitely ask you for some tips you know, that was a good segue because our first story is related to Amazon Flex. Mm-hmm. So there was an uh, article on Bloomberg, fired by bot at Amazon, it's you against the machine. Contract drivers say algorithms terminate them by email, even when they have done nothing wrong. And then, uh, that so that was on Bloomberg, and then ArsTechna.com basically wrote a story about Bloomberg's story. I, I hate when <laughs> journalists do this. Is Piggybacking. Yeah, it's like they're, it's, I don't know if it's like, they're just so uncreative or what, but. It's uh, easy, easy clicks yeah. to, of someone else's article to, to your website. Yep. So I've seen, this is, I don't know if you've ever been, because I've been following Instacart news for years. And it's this is like the same old story of just these are these tearjerker uh, profile stories that these very leftist publications like to push because they hate corporations, even though they are huge corporations themselves, yeah. you know, and it's always about how these people are always saints. They did nothing wrong and then they got fired. And uh, actually, hey, that looks like my car almost, but. Um, I don't know if you can see my screen, Hannibal, but um, let me see. I want to look at you. Oh. the uh, that's that cage I was telling you about—the rolling cage. Uh, that white car kind of looks like my car. Anyway, so 
you can read this article if you want. It's not really it's not really news. And same thing with the Ars Technica. I mean, they basically repeat what um, uh, the Bloomberg story wrote, but it's not like it's more like a feature story. It's not like breaking news. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm an Amazon Flex, as I just said. You know, I've been doing Amazon Flex coming up on three years. And let me, let me ask you a quick question. Sure. So you know, in the statement, as uh, Amazon spoke, uh, spokeswoman uh, Kate. Miranda called the driver's claims of poor treatment and unfair uh, termination anecdotal and says it doesn't represent the experience of the vast majority of flex drivers. So you are a flex driver. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced any kind of poor treatment? <laughs> Have you like, what's your experience with the with Amazon flex? Yeah. And well, I don't know if I about poor treatment or, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Amazon. So, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's not going to be a joyride, and I think like you've heard like everybody's we've all heard horror stories about Amazon factory workers or warehouse workers by warehouse now. Workers, yeah. um, the delivery drivers they don't yeah. like it either. Yeah, <laughs> and this isn't the first time I've read one of these stories about Amazon Flex. Mm. Is that it is a very competitive app, and they've they made a change in the last six months or so where they've started doing, uh, kind of like you know how Uber has like the blue and gold and diamond like those in like different tiers 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 yeah you know how much work how much work you put in yeah so amazon started their own version of that program Mm -hmm. and um they actually they they actually mentioned it in one of these articles or probably both of them so uh check those out for details but um which actually i like is nice because like you're you're you earn points like with every delivery and every package that you drop off and the more points you get, like then like you get like reserve um, blocks where it's like where Amazon will offer the blocks to you because like Amazon was the first app that I know of that you that were people like the contractors were using bots to get work because it was so competitive. Like you would like it's it's not like I mean it's hard to explain. It's not like Instacart where there's a queue of potential orders, and it's certainly not like DoorDash or Uber Eats where you just drive around and yeah. you know. But it's because it's Amazon is like the only app where, aside from like maybe like catering apps, um, where it's like you have to be at a certain place at a certain time, you know, right. and you can't be late. You can be like you can be four minutes fifty nine seconds late. If you're five minutes late or more, you lose the whole block. Um, so. And they just offer these blocks. Actually, I should check the app now. But um, I think I remember seeing a really—I uh, don't know how old the video was. I think you did a video. Yeah, on I've done a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Like two years ago. So yeah, like there's this is the the queue and see how it says no offers available. I mean, you can't see it now, but like people, what they do, you, there's this refresh button at the bottom. You just keep, oh. you keep hitting refresh, and like you might see something up here, and it'll it'll disappear like that because so there's yeah, there's so many people, and but you can actually buy, you can buy either software bots or hardware bots where, like the hardware bot is like this thing you place on your phone that just does a tap and swipe motion. And Amazon uh, never cracked down on that. They never thought. Um, that's not... yeah, actually they sort of do like you could, you only get a certain number of swipes per day. And this is, this happened to me like once it was a long time ago, but it said, sorry, you've reached your, uh, limit on searches for the day or something like that. 
you know, and like it, and it closed the app out and wouldn't let me do anymore. So, yeah, well, I'm guessing. Go, think about the story itself. It, I mean, it, like you said, it's kind. Of, you know, they, they always seem to have the, you know, the single story of you know someone struggling, and then they, you know, is it a big company, a big tech company comes in and does mm-hmm. something unfair. But I'm wondering what what solutions can it can Amazon do to make things better? It, like you said, it's ultra competitive. Mm-hmm. It's an independent contractor type of job. They know that you know you can go do other things. And is it just a problem with their software? The algorithm is just needs to be upgraded. Like I, you know, you try to find like what's the solution for this type of thing. Well, and I don't really see it. It's the the problem is the same as pretty much every other app. It's way too many contractors and not nearly enough work for them to do. You know. So you have a bunch of people fighting over, you know, a relatively small pie. Yeah. And with the the introduction of like the like the reward system and the uh well they call it the activity hub. Um so the, fortunately for me, like there's two metrics. It's fantastic. Um and see I have like all four blocks filled in. So it's like reliability means that you're on on time and then the delivery quality means like you you actually completed every delivery because um which it it, is so stupid because you can't always complete every delivery like especially if you saw my 24 hour um my 24 hour uh uh ride along that i did a couple weeks ago and i had that amazon block at like four in the morning well when you're, it's fine if you're living to somebody's house, but if they're in a gated community or they're in an apartment complex, and you have to get buzzed in, or there's a gate code or something like that, yeah, someone is not home. I yeah, mean, so or, many different types of things that can happen. Yeah, it, I mean it's fine if they put their gate code in the notes. It's you know, but or you have to tailgate somebody in, and so it's like if you can't complete delivery for no fault of your own, like that, that you have to go all the way back to the warehouse and bring the package back. And then, like your your uh, reliability or uh, your delivery quality will drop by a point or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's that's. I mean, I kind of feel for some of these, but they don't really mention that. Well, no, actually, they yeah, they do. If you read the Bloomberg article, they do mention that in there. It's like we're getting penalized for stuff that's out of our control. You know, it's like what are we supposed to do? I guess <laughs> in that aspect, then you know. I, you know, we kind of forget that yes, they're big tech companies, but they're they're run by people. They're run by people who are you know, mm-hmm. these programmers are human beings. These are insane millions and millions of lines of code trying mm-hmm. to put this all together to make it work. And I mean, also same time, Amazon is pretty ruthless with efficiency. They will, I mean, the warehouse stories are basically is they want to be as efficient as possible. The fact that they're clocking you for even using the bathroom. They need these packages pushed out because everyone wants to get their package in two days, right? We all pay for Prime. I don't know if you do, but yeah, I we do. all use Prime. We want our package in two days. You gotta, I mean, you gotta, you gotta push people because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. It's just a lot of packages. It's got a lot, it's a lot of work to do. So I don't know if Jeff Bezos. I think he's actually stepping down, but I'm sure that attitude is still going to be there. Push, push, push. Mm-hmm. Even if people fall by the wayside, just push because they're making a trillion dollar company eventually, or if yeah. they're not already. That's a the problem with any news about Amazon is that 
if it comes from like left news sources, like you know, like it's always negative. And if it comes, you don't really well, you don't really see too much from like right news sources. But like if it's, you feel if it comes from like right news source, it's gonna be like. Well, they, I think the I think the brown. right they do not like Jeff Bezos because he owns the Washington Post, and the Washington yeah. Post is usually a left leaning newspaper. Oh yeah, but you know, there's some stories about some of the things they do. So it is interesting that uh, they gotta fix their. The algorithm, all these apps, all yeah. these DoorDash needs to figure out. I mean, that's why we're using Power. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you gotta fix their stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, check those stories out on Bloomberg and Ars Technica. Although, you have to approach it with that. Just bear in mind that the the writer is definitely trying to get like the the audience to have a emotional reaction, you know, um, and it's. It's a very one-sided story, so it's not. Like, I would not call it hard news. It's it's like a feature or a profile or something like that. So definitely, yeah. That being said, I mean, I still I still really do like doing Amazon Flex and especially the Whole Foods deliveries because I don't know if you saw on my I posted it on I know I posted it on Instagram. I don't know if I posted it on YouTube, but I made so was, like th- those Whole Foods deliveries I was telling you about. They can, you can, if you do it right, you can make up to like 35 bucks an hour. Like in, it's not like Instacart where you have to shop the groceries. All you have to do is make the deliveries. Ooh, okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And like what I do that nobody else does is that I treat it like Instacart where I actually will message all my customers. Hey, this is Chad, your Amazon driver. I'm leaving the store now. And but the problem like with the Whole Foods compared to like Instacart or DoorDash is because like it's a two-hour route they give you like you know um like any like i i think i've had like as many as like 40 grocery bags for like eight different stops and like people have like ice cream and you know milk and you know perishable items in there and it's fine if you're the first person on the route but if you're the eighth person um, and like we're not required to have insulated bags. I was gonna ask that question. You're not required. No, like well, what they used to do is they used to have like these silver. Like you've ever seen an insulated bag like that silver lining on the inside? Yeah, for Amazon Fresh. Well, I don't know. If, yeah, for Amazon like like a like imagine like the DoorDash bag, the that silver yeah, lining, yeah. like like just that just that is the bag. But they got rid of those, or they ran out, or I don't know. But so they just have brown paper bags now, and they have like this like brown paper insulation on the inside for like cold stuff but it doesn't really i don't think it really keeps the stuff that cold i mean it's fine if it's only you know five ten minutes but i mean i have insulated bags in my car because i do instacart but most other amazon flex drivers don't so i always feel bad for those customers ordering from whole foods but and it's not their fault same thing excuse me (laughs) same thing on instacart where if they're on a triple and they're the third stop yeah. like they don't they didn't instacart doesn't notify the customer oh hey there's two i have to tell them and if the driver is a total turd it doesn't have insulated bags you know and they ordered you know ice cream in july in florida you know um it might amazon end up with is, yeah they're gonna complain amazon's gonna have to credit it's gonna be a smoothie by the time it gets to them <laughs> yeah so but i mean i'm just saying like, i think that's why that i do so well with whole foods is because I message them, and like in my message, I say I am putting your bags in insulated bags to keep them uh, temperature controlled. That's what you know, do. and thank you in advance for your tip. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense, you know. You put in effort 
<laughs> you know, you just put some effort into it. You know, I don't know if I ever asked you this. Do you, when you're doing DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, do you message the customers, let them know you're on your way, or you know, thank you for the tip? Or I used, I used to do that, and um, I, I was watching a video. I think a UDM. He was saying like, the app is doing most of the work. Mm -hmm. So you don't really need. He said, if you, if you want your stuff to increase, so your ratings and stuff like that, just do the job. Don't only message when there's a problem. Mm. So I, I used to do like I used to send a, a little meme, you know, a little cat meme of a cat running for something, saying I'm getting your order. Like I used to do that, and they actually people like that. And then I just got lazy. I'm gonna get water. Keep talking. <laughs> I used to, you know, but now I think it's just as long as you do the job well. And you get you get the food and you come back as fast as possible. I think that's all you need to do. Uh, anything, because again, the app does update when if there's when it's not you know, it's kind of, orders not ready. Mm -hmm. you, they, they, it's already automatic. It's only when a problem is when you want to jump in when the order is not is, can't be completed. That's when you jump in. Mm -hmm. I, I've been doing that and it seems to be working well for me. Yeah, I yeah I saw that UDM video that you're talking about and. I think Instacart may be a little different though, because that's a that's a complete shopper experience. Like you're yeah. shopping for someone. So I do appreciate more feedback with that in terms of mm -hmm. like I ordered Instacart today and they're sending me a message, hey, I'm about to check out. Do you want anything? I appreciate those things because mm -hmm. I, you know, that's that's cool. But for DoorDash, you're grabbing some food. Eh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't. Well, I was gonna say I I, I saw that UDM video you're talking about and. I think we could do a whole debate episode about this because I actually disagree because I think like, yeah, he said, I stopped messaging customers and my rating went up. And for me, it was the opposite. I started messaging customers and my rating went up. So I think it's correlation, not causation. Mm -hmm. Although I think in my case, it was causation because, um, I was saying, yeah, I think it, I mean, I was, it's karma basically. I mean, you're saying thank you for the tip. And you're just saying, like, I'm on my way. And I, well, and because I multi-app, and sometimes I'll, you know, I get a DoorDash order, and then I'll grab a U Uber Eats on the way, and then I'll grab a Grubhub on the way, and I'll say, you're the, you know, second stop on this route or third stop. Because even if, well, if you've ever ordered uh, as a customer, the only time I've ever seen that is I ordered on Uber Eats once a long time ago. I think it was, like, Outback, which is, like, way on the other side of town. Yeah. And the it when you place the order, it asks if you want to pay like I don't know, it's like a ninety nine cents or buck ninety nine something like that. If you want like an exclusive premium service, where it means like the driver will not make any stops between the store and you. And I yeah, so they stopped doing that. I remember seeing that a while ago, but I, to be honest, I haven't ordered a lot of Ubi Eats as a. But I remember seeing like an option where you pay a little bit more money. Yeah. For that, yeah. And I I. Do all the DoorDash, Grubhub, even Instacart ship, they should have something like that because... I think Instacart uh, has it. I think I, I paid like... I think it was like three... To, uh, I don't know if it's... They have... I don't know if it was called It Goes Straight to You, but I remember like if you want to get it by this time, you have to pay like yeah. $3. I've, I've seen that. Well, that's, yeah, that's what they have. They have specific delivery windows. Right. And then they also have fast and flexible, which basically means whenever, okay. you know. And uh, I think that when people click fast and flexible, is that's how the doubles and triples get bundled. That's that's just my my theory. It's because mm -hmm. none of these people are in a rush, you know. So I think all the singles are for when people click. I want it exactly at between five and seven. You oh, know, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's oh, just my theory. But yeah. anyway, wow, we went on quite a lot about that one. 
Let's move on to the next story. Uh, this one's going to be a long one, too, probably. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is from Eater.com. Will permanent fee caps actually rein in delivery apps? San Francisco's forever ceiling on what delivery apps charge restaurants in the first country is the first in the country. It might not be the last, but it also might not work, which I'm actually surprised to see that. Well, actually, I don't know about Eater. I mean, I think they're probably politically neutral, but it's basically saying... In San Francisco, they voted unanimously to approve a permanent cap on the delivery fees. Third-party apps like DoorDash and Grubhub are allowed to charge restaurants. It says it can be as high as 30%. And it says Chicago, New York, Portland, and Seattle also have been uh, setting these caps on uh, what delivery apps can charge a restaurant. And uh, I forget how I found this one, but there's one from Law360.com where it's uh, uh, some law firm has taken up Grubhub's fight against the New York City Council's proposed legislation to permanently cap third-party restaurant delivery apps at 20%. So basically they're saying, it says that courts would strike down such unprecedented caps as unconstitutional. So um, yeah, I'm going to let the viewers or listeners read these articles. Yeah, Your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm trying to find an email. I guess I can't find it. So, so this may come here. So New York City may be the second place mm-hmm. I'll have this delivery cap. And I had an email from Grubhub, and I think it was one for Uber Eats, saying, "You gotta fight this. You don't want this to happen because if the caps are there, then you're gonna lose money and blah 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 blah." Of course, typically, I mean, obviously they're they're trying to protect their bottom line. I'm trying to figure out like, how does this help? Or can it help the gig worker? And I'm I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth with this one because okay, if I think at this point many restaurants are are operating on a slimmest of margins, and if mm-hmm. the, uh, if DoorDash is taking thirty percent or you know fifty percent or whatever these outrageous uh, fees, it's hard for them to survive, or it's hard for them to upgrade their business. It's probably harder to try to get some employees because no one wants to come back to work because those kind of jobs are difficult and they're not the most rewarding so i'm wondering like if the restaurants are able to keep more money are they will they be able to upgrade the things they need to do to keep us gig workers uh you know to have a have income and have orders or is it just going to be grubhub and, and DoorDash says hey well all right it's only 15 percent. well money gotta come from somewhere mm-hmm. uh hey customer you have to pay extra couple bucks you know and that's that'll definitely decrease the amount of orders because no one wants to pay more money for the fees are already too high so i'm i don't know how this is going to pan out to be honest yeah i mean it's just more government price fixing like either they set a floor or a I ceiling don't like, I, I don't like yeah. that either I, I, yeah. I, I don't like the artificial um manipulation when you know for some reason we don't want we don't care about free market we don't want to we want things to kind of fit because well it's not fair right now mm-hmm. well let's see how it works but you know well life's uh, not san, fair san, <laughs> you know you know san fran is you know left-leaning uh, you think? City, left-leaning so <laughs> now it's now it said that uh if it's not working in san fran i'm not sure i mean i'm sure there's a pretty lot of high incomes mm-hmm. over there They'd probably be fine. I think New York would probably be fine too. But what, what about other areas? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Well, it'll be curious to see if this goes to court. I mean, 
I mean, you saw Law 360. That sounds like either there's litigation already in place or, you know, the potential for it. So, but um, my, when stuff like this happens, I think of, um, I don't know if you ever watched Dave Smith. He's like uh, the best, like mainstream libertarian right now. He's got an awesome podcast called Part of the Problem. And um, I remember listening to him talk about the minimum wage a few years ago. And he's just like, well, if the government can set prices on this, then why not anything else? Like, why can't shoes be capped at $30 or, you know, like rent control? It's just whenever you're, whenever the government, like, puts ceiling on prices, especially, um, with, especially here in Florida, when a hurricane comes through, they always have anti-price gouging laws. Yeah. And it says like you know like and like it's funny because like you'll see every single gas station in the entire state, whatever like the ceiling on gas is, they'll all have the exact same gas price. Like they're not allowed to charge more than like whatever the governor sets. Right. And it's kind of funny, but it's like when you have uh, price controls like this, is that it creates shortages. And uh, I, I don't. I, that's more for like, but that's interesting because like that's more for like physical goods. Like, you know, they always, like, 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 like bottled water, like, you know, if there's a hurricane coming, the stores jack the prices up because people want to hoard it's, bottled it's, water. It's, it's yeah. a supply and demand. It's, yeah. It's a, but this is a water. service, so there's really no shortage of supply, especially now when there's a DoorDash driver on every corner, so. That's uh, what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, you know, we all thinking, is DoorDash or these, uh, these uh, apps, these companies are taking so much money that if they if they had this artificial cap would they still basically perform jobs as you know everything is normal mm-hmm. they're just not making as much money but they got you know things like I said it's a finite amount of everything so if it's a cap and they're not making as much money then why would they need so many drivers yeah. or or your food that you're going to order will cost more than usual so mm-hmm. the money comes from somewhere but yeah, I, I definitely believe that they're going to have this in New York City. They're going to have the, I think it was like oh, yeah. 50 or 20. You're going to have one of those. Caps uh, yeah, I, I, I'd imagine. I, I'm just kind of wondering where, because like now DoorDash is public, Instacart's public, a lot of these companies are public. And yeah. like, because the, the way that gig apps work is on like a loss leader theory is like, you know, like when you go to the supermarket, like there's like a bakery section and, Mm-hmm. a floral section and you know like they, they actually lose money on those sections like you know they throw out more than they sell it's called it's called a lost leader and it's like it's right, just right. to bring people into the store mm-hmm. and whenever a new gig app comes to market they always like pay the contractors exuberant wages to like to build up a fleet of contractors and then once they actually, then they get established and people start using it, then they start cutting. So I mean, we've all seen obviously DoorDash as yeah. <laughs> Uber Uber has cut everything. Instacart's cutting down to the bone. Every it's funny. I was just talking to my mom about this today, and I was just like, man, all these gig apps are just you know slicing their pay down to the bone. And like, yeah. I mean, I I can get by no problem because I work for what like eight different apps you know i mean i prefer just to do one or two but i always have the option and um it's great for people who are in big big markets like yours where they can get by just doing doordash or uber eats but yeah yeah um 
like if you if you watch Nugs, like he's in a small town in Ohio, and like he pretty much just does DoorDash and a little bit of Uber Eats, and um, he could he could probably make more money at a W two job. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's a, all these companies they follow each other. It's a copycat league, you know. What I mean, like if if they see that one company is able to cut costs and able to still perform well, then they're like, well, we're going to do the same thing too. So. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not surprising that every single company is cutting costs. And, and, and the way the economy is working, too. It's not just, they're not in a mm-hmm. vacuum. They're, they're seeing what's going on. And they, they're responding the way they, you know, they have to, I guess, or in their interests. Yep. All right. I guess that's about it for that story. We'll move on to the last story. And this, again, this none of the, none of the stories we've had this week are, like, breaking news. They're more, like, feature stories. Right, right, right. So this one is from restaurantbusinessonline.com. Diners would rather order from your website than DoorDash, comma, DoorDash says. First of all, that's a terribly written headline. Why not? <laughs> it should be DoorDash says diners would rather order from your website. That's all you need. Yeah, I don't know why. You don't why need DoorDash two words in a row. Wouldn't it have been a better article to be on search or on a website? By saying DoorDash first, yeah, we all know what. Do- yeah, because of SEO, yeah. So it yeah, said uh, a new report from Delivery Giant found that many customers favor first-party channels such as websites and even telephone over third-party ordering. Um, so again, it's kind of a fluffy kind of piece. Check it out. Link in the description below. But it does kind of remind me, of, and I actually agree with this. Is like when I order Chipotle. I order always order from the Chipotle app. Mo- mostly, it's just, e- it's just easier. Right? Yeah, it's just easier. And also because like it's the restaurant is branded for like they know which products um, are the best sellers, and they usually you know like when you go to Burger King or McDonald's, you know how like that now they have the value menus like one through nine. Yeah. It's literally it's the standings of number one is the most popular item, you know. Yeah. That's how that's how it goes. I try to take a break with the fast food, but I remember the McDonald's app was very useful. It was it's easy. It the, mm-hmm. the, the interface is pretty simple. They offer you rewards like, yeah. hey, th- today you can get it free. This so there is no rewards for these other. I mean, they they give you discounts, but when you go directly to the McDonald's uh, app, you're mm-hmm. gonna get you may get something. For, uh, for, yeah, uh, there's coupons and stuff. Coupons, yeah. yeah. So I could see, I see why that's possible, and also um, your local restaurant, your favorite restaurant, you could probably want to call, right? Like if that's your restaurant, you may like I don't want to. They know me, I'm gonna call and get my order. I think that's kind of a boomer thing, though, is calling restaurants. <laughs> though, is a uh... well, I guess I'm a boomer. Because <laughs> yeah, a, a restaurant uh, down down the street, I call. I, I don't I know. Pick it up. I don't even you know. There's no app. They they have Grubhub, but they have a, like no. I'll call and. They know me. And I get yeah, because you order directly from the restaurant, especially on the phone, is that you're not going to be paying the Grubhub service fee, the delivery and that's fee. That's too. Like all the prices of the of the meals are upcharged. You be you you look at the app and like that's kind of expensive. You walk in and sort of like that's an extra dollar. Yeah. You, you know, but you you talk to them about it like well, you know Grubhub takes this much money out of it, so I gotta get you know get back somehow. Well, yeah. What I was gonna say is I remember when I was a kid, and I, you know you probably remember this too, is that way before ordering food on the internet is that especially if you're ordering pizza you would have to call the pizza place and place the order over the phone and then you would have to pay cash 
to the driver yeah. and they don't really do that anymore i i don't i don't know of any delivery that would do a cash on demand or cash on you know cod cash on delivery no chinese restaurants perhaps you call mm. in um the really like low small business ones maybe you can they probably still exchange cash basically mm. like Domino's. i still order Domino's, and i go straight to the website <laughs> yeah know, i go to the website it's i i think Domino's isn't on doordash or, i don't think they're on any of the apps like they're like no, the pa- papa yeah papa john's and the rest of them, like little caesars but Domino's. Yeah. They've been always their own thing. Yeah, I think that's like the the secret to their success or something. Because I remember probably about 10 years ago. Yeah, about 10 years ago at my friend's house. And we were going to order. We ordered Domino's. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I'm going to order. And like he whips out his laptop and he starts typing it in. And I'm just like, I thought, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, it's probably quicker <laughs> to just call him, right? He's like, no, it's better to do this. Because like, and this is like, you know, 2010, 2011, something like that, you know? Um, yeah, they were early. They were early with getting that. And yeah, they did it done pretty well. Like you, you see, they had this little bar. Yeah, like, that's that's what I was gonna say. I was like, it'll tell you like what yeah. stage in the the cooking process it is, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. But it's funny that DoorDash announced it. Yeah, people would rather use anything but us. <laughs> but, <you> know, like, <laughs> well, I think it goes both ways though too. Is um, like the I don't know if you have these chains up there. But there's one called Qdoba and there's one called Tijuana Flats. They're both basically the same thing as Chipotle. In fact, actually, I think they're both better than Chipotle. Yeah. And uh, they both have reward systems within the app. Like the more you order, you build up, you get points, and then when you get enough points, you get something free. Mm-hmm. And Chipotle is the same way, but you have to order through their app. And if you do that, then they charge like a Four ninety nine delivery fee unless you order like something unless you order like twenty thirty bucks of food. Oh, yeah, but oh, yeah. yeah, but if you order through DoorDash because I have the D- Dash Pass, you know you pay like ten bucks a month and it, you get free delivery and like the service fees are like half or whatever they are, which it's so ridiculous. It's like you have to pay money to save money, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instacart the same thing. Like you, you know, you think, yeah. Oh, right, I pay for the the membership or whatever, but. If only pay for twenty something dollars worth of something, they're like, well, if you pay, if you spend a little bit more money, you get this for free. I'm like, should yeah. I be already having this for free? But yeah, it's the competition. I like competition. I, I like these companies vying for our money, right? Uh, but it's interesting that this, these restaurants are kind of figuring out. Like, let's try to find ways to navigate past or around DoorDash and Grubhub and Ubers. Mm-hmm. Get them direct in order us directly we get the food exactly the way they want it so uh you know does it help us gig workers uh not really yeah <laughs> not really i thought it was an interesting story but i again it's not really breaking news or heart it's just a interesting kind of fluff piece yeah. so uh, yeah, p- yeah. the viewers and and listeners can uh, check that out if they want but uh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But I mean, like I said, it kind of goes in both ways. Chipotle, I'd rather order through Chipotle. Qdoba, Tijuana Flats, I'd rather order through DoorDash, even though I lose out on the points. But I'd rather, I'll lose out on the points in order to have to save money on the delivery. That does make sense. Yeah. So um, that's our only real news this week. I have a few other stories, like Uber is getting sued for uh, sexual harassment again. Yeah. Um. Uh- AB5, the ABC of AB5 spells trouble for trucking. Instacart launching same-day grocery delivery for Snap customers in Oklahoma. 
Um, yeah, I guess the only thing that, that really it. that came out this week, I guess if you want to call it news, is um, I guess a couple of days ago, the Power App, uh, we had a YouTuber, I think his name is Ride Upstate, call customer service and oh, yeah. driver support and asked about the app. But at that point, you know, people were a little relieved, but also cautious at the same time. Like you're talking to someone that's mm-hmm. you know, outsourced in the country, they have no idea what you're talking about. You know, he did explain it as best as he could of exactly what he was trying to do. But then I saw some other videos. I think I saw one from Nugs and I saw another one from um, Tanner Markley where they emailed or they read emails from like higher ranked people yeah. who actually would have an idea of what Power App is. And I saw know. that. I have a feeling Tanner was just referring to no, Nugs. He was video. referring to somebody else's. Yeah. I think yeah. Nugs may have emailed. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah. just letting, you know, I guess still re- giving out that line that. No, it's still not something you should be using. The uh, the ride upstate guy cracked me. That I was just like, that doesn't. You, like, you just talked to some schmuck in the Philippines or whatever. Some girl who has no idea what's going on. And yeah. um, I wouldn't even thought of about doing that. Like, I give him props for even just the yeah. idea of calling to ask that question. But it makes for a good viral video. Yeah, it just it's, the problem is you're talking to someone who has no idea what you're talking yeah. about. They Somebody tried to figure it out, but. Somebody in the comment section wrote, this is the equivalent of when it's, you know, the two minutes ago at the end of the class on Friday and that nerdy kid asked the teacher if there's going to be any homework. <laughs> I was like, that's a great analogy. That's Every, pretty. But it's, it's we, um, we're, I mean, we're going to be naive. Like, of course they know. Mm-hmm. They know. Yeah. It's just what they're going to do about it. That's the big question. Are they going to just uh, fix their software where mm-hmm. they're not able to you know they can block the stuff that power is able to uncover um i don't think they're going to deactivate people i know there's a lot it's interesting there's another youtuber he's setting up an anti-power movement really <laughs> yeah i don't know if you've heard of him his name is roy will be roy no you may, yeah uh a small youtuber and he kind of brought some ideas of saying how people who are using this power app yeah you're gonna get deactivated and also you're cheating you're cheating. You signed up. You signed up for the, the you know terms of service. You sign up for this, and you're cheating, and it's not right. Well, that's that's a that's a really weak argument, just because it's against the terms. Of, it's not that's not a moral argument. That's just that's a technical argument, you know. Yeah, I, it's funny. I like to do. Like I was watching. I mean, he he curses. It's you know I find it entertaining. But I thought that was a very interesting take because I would assume. Either you don't want to use it because you're worried about losing your your job because DoorDash is your main source. If DoorDash is your main source, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't mess yeah. with it. But if you have multiple sources of income, well, you take a chance. You know. You figure if DoorDash was going to deactivate people for using Para, they probably would have done so by now. And I just, I know, like you can't prove a negative, so right. it's kind of like. But if there were like, you know, mass layoffs or mass firings for using para that probably would have made news by now and yeah, i think i, I think i've seen all these them, there's a lot of clicky youtube videos where people kind of imply somebody got fired for using para and then it turns out that they didn't you know yeah which is that's not cool yeah that's not cool like i, I when i try i i just i'm asking questions and i i'm again people email me and they'll say yeah i got deactivated from it but then they'll, like, they'll say fraud i'm like well fraud is a lot of ways to commit fraud and yeah if it was based on a, on a software i think they can 
First of all, another question. Can't even de detect it yet. Well, that's what you know? the developer said. I don't know if you saw my interview with them. Yeah. And that's the, that's what with Para, that's what it all comes down to. Because I've seen a lot of comments on my channel and like, you know, responses to my responses like on yours. And, um, and it just, it all comes down to whether or not you take the Para app developer at their word. Because a lot of people are just like, just inherently skeptic like no i don't believe it oh, no 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 you know yeah. and it's like i mean well i i mean i will say like they said that you know like they they i think okay i can agree that like you know talk is cheap and i think that uh david jim jeff if you're watching probably not but um they need to somehow prove in writing or visually or graphically their claims like like when uh david and jim were on my show last week he was kind of explaining how it worked and uh, as far as like the technical aspects and he said that they've actually they paid a penetration tester to test the app and they passed and like for me somebody who knows about cybersecurity, like i know what that means but for like you know a boomer or just somebody who doesn't know anything about computers or anything that yeah. that's totally Greek to them. And I think that they need to, you know, like if they can put that on their website, like where they can actually have the documentation from the pen tester or although even that, like you're not, you're not gonna be able to sell everybody on it. It's just, there's always going to be these haters and doubting Thomases. But you know what? But I, I do understand like if that's your main source of income that you mm. have to protect it and you don't want to take any chances, I do understand that. Um, some of the re the aggressive reaction against it is interesting, but I, you know, I, like you said, I, or your idea, they're going to have to do even more to try to, I guess, reassure people's fears mm -hmm. about it. Um, I take the chance because I have, I applied to almost every app. So yeah. if it doesn't work, I have Grubhub, I have Ubi, I have Instacart. Yeah, we have backups. Corner store, I got yeah. shipped. I haven't even done a shipped. I think I have the card somewhere. I, you know, <laughs> I have all. The, so I, it's, and and we we as we fight with each other, and and I see how like you know uh, Pedro, trying to you know talking you know trying to get us to kind of come together because we need to understand who the enemy is, and not enemy like fight, but yeah, if they were able to tell us <laughs> the payout, we wouldn't have to deal with this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that that that's what the focus should be on like. Mm -hmm. Can you can you just tell us how much money each order, honestly, mm -hmm. you know? And we don't have any of these issues. You remember, uh, I, I can't remember if it was on this show or on your channel, but you were saying something like, I just can't imagine DoorDash, you know, doing a mass firing because it would just be such bad PR. <laughs> and but, you, you know the kind of climate we are in right yeah. now, where anything well, made by the big company doing something yeah. to kill the little guy, they're not going to survive that. Well... I somebody said uh, I somebody offered a counter argument to that, which I thought made pretty good sense. They could say that this poses a security threat, and that they were concerned about, um, like for their customers, even though it really has something to do with the customers, is that they were just worried like about a data breach, and that that one breach could lead to another. And so, if they can plug that hole, then it's gonna they you know these. God forbid they fired fifty thousand dashers overnight, right. which 
what would actually be better for all the other dashers, you know, because there's way too many dashers as there is. But um, that that would be the reason they would hide behind is that they were concerned about their customers' um, data privacy or something like that. That that could be that could that could definitely be a, a worthwhile attempt. I still think it'd be still hard to kind of prove that to the like I said, the average mm-hmm. um, the person who just goes on Twitter or goes on Facebook and sees I got fired because I want to see my tips, and they didn't read past any other information, right? They didn't go past the first headline. And then the, the hashtags and all that kind of stuff, because no one really reads. Well, that would be things. that's the the Amazon Flex story that we open with, just another tearjerker <laughs> story like that. Of just at least fired yeah. these these innocent DoorDash drivers got fired for wanting to know their tips, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because like I can be on one side of that issue and then on the other. I mean, if I got fired for using Para, I please. It, do not interview me. I don't want to be, you know, uh, in your propaganda. Um, you, you'll, you'll make a you'll make a YouTube video about it, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I, it's, it's funny because like I so hardly ever do DoorDash anymore, but um, yeah. Um, anyway, we still got about ten fifteen minutes to kill. Um, you want to dunk on Bentley Coop some more? <laughs> uh, no. Why? Because we're trying to move past it. I yeah. Seen, I don't see a last, the latest video by Pedro. Um, um, it 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 happened like within maybe the before you started to get, actually a little after no a little bit before you started to get yourself uh, prepared for the the show. Oh, it was but, a video he put out today. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't see it. And I guess I guess you know I think we're just trying to move past it. I think it. I mean, I as much as I would like to continue it, mm-hmm. um, I would say the last two videos he's done, he's going back to his talking about how to do something with the app, which is useful for yeah. people who don't know anything about the app. Like, I think he his Bentley Coop should stick in the lane of just make, you know, videos about DoorDash, like how to how oh how to change which actually put out i think he put out two this week that were totally benign um i haven't i haven't seen them but um yeah like i was gonna say there well since our last episode he put out his reaction to all the reactions to his and he basically doubled down yeah nothing nothing really changed yeah and i i thought Nugs made a great response to his original video, and UDM made a great response to his follow-up. But he really didn't say anything like ridiculously outrageous. It was basically um, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's yeah, like, I'm tired of negative. I'm tired of he. Bentley Coop thinks that people who are, I guess, negative in their content mm-hmm. is 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 hurting the I guess the gig community. But UDM had a pretty simple response. It's like, we are able to be critical and still work for the platform. We can do both things at the same time. Yeah. Like this idea that we we don't have to say we 100% love something or 100% hate. That's not how life works. That's for anything. I know. It's like if you're married, like how often does your spouse drive you crazy? But like <laughs> you still love them, you know? Exactly. Like, you know, there's especially, you know, the people who spend their time with our videos. These are people who, majority of the time, probably work a you know full time kind of at least in the gig mm-hmm. app world. So, and then that you know once he said I don't look at other people's content, I realized yeah. what's the point? <laughs> like what's the point if you're not even 
you're not checking out what people's frustrations are. You're not looking at people's uh, ride along videos where the app is not working or they did the all that they rejected 15 straight orders of $3 or more. If you're not looking at all that, then what are you doing? Yeah, he's talking to his friend. Like, you know, what I mean, like after he said, I don't look at people's content. I start to realize there's no point to really do much anything like we have real uh, advocates for gig economy and, and gig workers. And we got those. We were fine. I, I, you know, so as much as going back, I would as much as I would like to. I found a an unknown channel. I'm trying to bring it up now. It's going super slow, but What's that? um, this guy he made a couple of videos responding to uh, the original Bentley Coop video. There's and so many now. <laughs> I know. I made a whole playlist. It's called the Bentley Coop Player Haters Ball. <laughs> I also made a playlist of a pair of videos too. Oh, that's pretty useful. Yeah, especially a lot of people are still on the fence about it. But yeah, oh, did you see Nugs? So Nugs made a video about Para today. Yeah, that's the one I, I texted you about, and he had a good argument. The same argument is I think other people say, "Hey, this is all I have. I make the most money with mm -hmm. DoorDash." So I think his girlfriend uses it, which is kind of funny. yeah. <laughs> which but he's like, you know, hey, which means I'm he essentially gonna... does use it because <laughs> you're the money that's coming from right yeah but you know he's saying hey listen i don't want to use it but he's like i understand why yeah I, so like cool i don't because i i actually i said something on nug's video and he replied back like maybe unless doordash is watching your youtube channel and i'm like i can't imagine that they would i mean it wouldn't surprise me but it just seems so unlikely that like like if you got deactivated and it said we know that you are Hannibal is hungry on YouTube and that you we have seen you using Para on your video so we're deactivating you. Yeah. Although I mean they would never word it like that they would just say deactivated you know. If yeah if you it, I mean if they were like I don't think they would I think they I think the way they want to be is try to look as good as possible as nice as possible. Yeah. So if you come across and you just start smacking down influencers, and I'm not mm. calling myself that at all. I'm saying that you have know, like I said, if Nugs uses power and he gets deactivated, he has 15 or 16,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't go well. You know what I mean? Like it's just certain things you just. Yeah. I think DoorDash needs to do if they want you want to stop it is get their programming they their programming rights to block it. I've been trying to encourage Nugs, DoorDash Dad, Pedro. Uh, not Tanner, um, Blake Moore, all these people who like DoorDash is their main bread and butter, and they only do like maybe Uber Eats if anything else. Yeah, I've been trying to encourage them, like guys, you gotta expand more. Like Instacart, shipped, Amazon yeah, Flex. I know, I know for I know for Derek uh, DoorDash Dad, he is trying to get on Uber Eats, and yeah. it's like a big long wait. And I think he said Instacart doesn't. It's not, no, he started out doing Instacart, and he said he hated it. And I'm just, he's like, it's too hard. I'm like, dude, it's shopping for groceries. How hard is it? Can uh, listen, I'm not a grocery shopper guy. And yes, it, it's hard for me because the amount of money that I would have made by going and picking up two restaurant orders, I'm sitting here trying to find where the potatoes mm -hmm. located or where the box of macaroni. Oh, not this side, not this this size of macaroni, the other side. Oh, I did scan the wrong thing. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I actually, I have a contact, I've appeared on a few, um, news articles about, um, the gig economy or the on-demand economy, like whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I was thinking about contacting this reporter to tell her to kind of look into, like, do, write an article about Para. And I think it would be kind of like the opposite of, like, the Bloomberg one that we saw at the beginning of the show. Is that it's not meant to be a tear-jerking story. It's meant to be the other way around of, like, hey, DoorDash is hiding tips, so the drivers have uh, no other choice except to, you know, use this bootleg app or whatever you want to call it. And then I think, like, because she has enough clout, CNBC, that's a pretty big news organization. Yeah, CNBC, they, talk about, they talk about all those gig, gig apps right now. And that they could actually get somebody from DoorDash headquarters to um, comment on Para. But I'm just kind of worried that that's going to be kind of like the ride-up state guy where he's, like, accidentally yeah. riding us all out or whatever, so... What do you think? Yeah, it's a complicated thing. Same thing, I, you know, a lot of people thought that the Decline Now movement where they were talking to, I think, Business Today or Business Weekly, like they were getting a lot of pub and then out of nowhere. And again, this may not have been related at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, DoorDash had to cut costs. That DoorDash tried to do that weird paid out model that they showed up for like a day and then all of a sudden that disappeared. And then oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Or the short trips are being cut. Like a lot of that could have been... It would have happened already, but a lot of people kind of blame them for being really public with the same, you know, gaming the system and whatnot. Um, I don't know. If anybody, yeah, if anybody wants to have a debate about that, because I can see, like, you know, I'm an Instacart shopper, and like, there's the Instacart bots, which I made many videos about last year, where they're actually going into the Instacart servers and taking batches out before anybody else sees them. So I would consider that theft. But DoorDash doesn't really operate that on that. I mean, I guess you could hack it and grab an order before it's offered to anybody else. But, but, but the average person is not. We don't. Yeah. But Para is just, it's just showing you what they're like supposed you, to show you or yeah, what they the order should. order was coming to you anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody else, you're like, if you accept an order because you're using Para, you're not taking money out of anybody else's pocket. It, you I know. think majority of the orders that you would take, you would have mm-hmm. took them anyway. Yeah, exactly. For the most well, part, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. As I, I, I use it, I, I use it. I never really had. Maybe if, every once in a while, because the, I'll get that feeling like, oh, that you know, I feel like, oh, yeah. okay. Depends on the I restaurant too. All the time though, I don't get. I don't get a lot of those surprise ones. Like. Yeah. I look at the order, I'm like, oh, I was going to get that, take that anyway. Yeah. That's kind of a weak argument against it, though, you know. I, I've seen a lot of uh, the gig tubers have said they're not using it. Like, that's basically their their reason. Like, well, well I can I, tell. If I, if, I, if I had, if someone wanted to not use it, but still wanted to figure out the tips or something like that, mm-hmm. it's going to take more time. You, It's a little bit more knowledge of everything. You're, you're the, the item count in mm-hmm. the, the restaurant, like, so like if you really wanted to learn, you'd have to watch a guy who knows what he's doing, like Pedro, and watch his stuff. Eventually, you would catch up on what would be, because mm-hmm. sometimes he be he be hitting, he be getting the the tips correct. Like he'll look at him like this is probably that takes a lot of effort, <laughs> yep. a lot of time, and and I'm lazy, lazy ass. I got a power. I don't have to do all that calculation. It's, in, it's right there on my phone. Yep. Well, we're coming up on an hour, so. Um... That was quick. Yeah. I'm sorry we got started late. Like I said, we didn't get started at all. I don't know what's going on with YouTube. I think like it's just because we try to stream in prime time 
like there's not enough bandwidth or something and so yeah, we maybe, maybe we'll figure out a different time maybe earlier yeah oh, you let, you let me or i mean we can just do them offline too like this uh, i just got i kind of miss out on the 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 chats the live stream and uh and also like we could i could set up a phone and uh people could call in but um i don't know like we're still workshopping this show i think it's going to be a few months before like we're have a process down or whatever yeah. like i can't i haven't settled on a title for the show yet like <laughs> this week in gig news the the week in gig news gig news of the week i don't let me know what you guys think i i'm running out of ideas oh <laughs> announcement i should have started this at the end of the show because if anybody's still watching at this point you're awesome yeah right. um i am doing the american cancer society's 25 push-ups a day challenge and um, I am filming myself every morning uh, doing 25 push-ups in addition to on Mondays and Thursdays when I do chest and back workout. Anyways, like what I'm doing on those days. I'm, so I'm doing a lot of push-ups. And uh, I'm recording myself every day. So August 1st, I'm going to upload a montage video of me doing 775 push-ups oh, in a you're row. Gonna be, you're going to be swole. Yeah, well... <laughs> 25 push-ups a day really actually isn't really that much, but... Um, yeah, ben and no push-ups a day. Yeah. I mean, there was also, there was a pull-ups a day, but I don't have a pull-up bar, and there was, like, run five miles a day or two miles, whatever it was, and running in Florida in July is... It gets to be insane. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're, like, nugs where you have, like, 0% body fat in your, you know... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't run in July unless like somebody's chasing me. So yeah, right. <laughs> any, uh, anything you want to plug? Something I like got that? nothing. I got nothing. Just check out my channel. Um, yeah. eventually we'll be doing some live streams of myself. I just gotta figure out what day I'll like do it. Um, but yeah, keep, you know, stay tuned. Cool. All right. Um, all right. So we gotta, again, we gotta come up with like a, an outro, you know, okay. Just, you know, baby steps. Yeah. I mean, Name I, first, maybe. <laughs> I mean, all I can really say is, you know, thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. If you watch all the way to the end, you are awesome. That's that's kind of my tagline. You're the best. So, yeah. Check out Hannibal. I have links to his stuff in the description. And uh, links to all the stories we talked about down there, too. And uh, if you guys got any suggestions for the show, uh, we're all ears. So, all right. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Later. Don't hang up. <laughs>